Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is why you pay taxes. The authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honour, then honour. Thank you so much, Bethany. Now, I was hoping we could chat through this passage with an old friend of ours. Um, some of you might remember Clyde. Also, some of you might not remember Clyde at all. Anyway, we're about to see if you do. Um, and so just to see if he's home, I thought we could uh, call out Clyde in big, loud voice after three. You ready? One, two, three. Clyde! No, okay. Um, let me knock, but this time say it louder after one, two, three. You ready? One, two, three. Clyde, hello. Hello, Amy. Great to see you. Hello, everybody. It's been such a long uh, time. Uh, Clyde. Amy, yeah. there are people in church. There are, isn't it great? It's been a while. It has. I don't think we've seen you in the flesh since our online times. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's really great to have you here today, Clyde. I'm really glad that you're here. And I'm also really hoping that you just heard our Bible reading because I would love to chat with you about it, if that's Of right. course. Very well read. You're very old and wise. <laughs> wise? Yes. 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 Old? Yes. Well, you're older than me, Clive. Just. <laughs> Indeed. Two Indeed. years. Yes. <laughs> All right. Can we... Um, I've got some questions from, from the first verse. So okay. if, you, if you have a Bible passage there, um, have a look at it. There's a few really big words there that I'd love uh, your help to, okay. to answer. So in the first verse it says that everyone be subject to the governing authorities. What does it mean to be subject? Hmm, subject. I think what Paul is saying is that there is an order of things. And it is recognising that we are part of that order and respecting our leaders. Like, like yourself, Clyde. Yes. Like me. Yes, indeed. So Your elders. <laughs> the, the elders, yes, yes. Who, but who else are the governing authorities? Is it just our elders or are there other people who oh, take them up? The vicar is very important. The vicar. <laughs> Yes. Also, our politicians. Politicians, great. The police, our teachers, uh, the government, and our schools and hospitals—all things that okay. have structures for our good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, the, 
governing authorities mean lots of different people and groups That's right. um, and things that, that make up the order of our society. All right, so what does, there's the last word in that verse. So it says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. What does established mean? Established. I think Paul is saying here that it has been set up by God. That's what established means. Put there by God. Put there, put there. So these governing authorities, so our government, our police force, our teachers, all the governing authorities, they are put there by God. That's what I say. Yes. Okay, cool, cool. That's great. Thank you so much. So if we keep on chatting through this passage, um, there's some consequences to obeying or disobeying our authorities, it seems. So like... um, uh, okay, wait, let me summarise. We've got, first of all, that we should willingly submit to our governing authorities, like our teachers, like our bosses, our politicians, our vicar, um, with respect, because God has put them there, right? Uh, I think a good example of that is the Queen. As we remember her this week, she ruled in service of God, right? And uh, I think it was really easy to submit to her rule because of how she cared for her people. Yes. Um, uh, Amy, she was a very good example. Yeah. But what about bad rulers what like Darth Vader? <laughs> Aren't the rebels the good guys in the movies? Yes. Well, we do love the rebellion in Star Wars. Mm. Um, they, are, they are the good guys there. But I think uh, what Paul is saying in this passage is that rebelling against authorities is bad because it would be rebelling against what God has set up. So imagine looking, reading Star Wars, watching Star Wars and thinking, oh, the rebellions are bad. Mm. That's, that's, a big, that's a big change in our thinking, because um, it says that those who rebel, they're going to get punished. Like if you do something wrong at school and you might get a detention or a timeout or something like that, right? But if you don't, then you're going to be totally fine. So if the rebellions didn't rebel, maybe they'd be okay. Um, Amy, don't you want to be free from the fear of authorities, though? Yes. Paul says that as well. Don't you want to be free of that fear? I've got a story about this, actually. Um, So I work here at Carlton during the week, and there's not much parking that's available for the full day. You can see where this is going already. (laughs) Um, My first week here, week one, I got a parking ticket. It's devastating. I've had many since then. Um, but you can only park for two hours out here and around the place. Um, and um, I have a healthy sense of fear of the parking inspectors. So uh, sometimes I tempt fate a little bit quiet. I, I sometimes might just like wait a few minutes past my car alarm bell. Or sometimes I just forget entirely and then the great race begins as I try and find my keys and then grab my keys and then go to the car and remember where I parked my car and then move it before I'm booked. It sounds like your fear isn't quite enough if you keep getting tickets. (laughs) And fear leads to the dark side. Or maybe your conscience isn't strong enough. Maybe. 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 (laughs) Goodness. Um, 
For those who don't know what conscience is, it's sort of like working out what is right and wrong by what God says is right and wrong, because it's the right thing to do. So the right thing to do, right, would be for me to go and get, move my car as soon as the car alarm goes off on my phone. But I think... But it sounds like Natalie's conscience is better than yours. (laughs) No parking tickets for her. I don't think she's got one yet. That's right, that's right. So... I think what Paul is saying here, if we go back to the passage now, Clyde. Okay. Um, <laughs> why um, <clears throat> There's two more reasons why we want to submit to our authorities. Um, one is out of fear of punishment, the parking inspector fear, and two is because it's the right thing to do. God wants us to do that in verse 5. And I was thinking as well about this matter of conscience thing, Um, It goes back to what Paul was saying right back at the start in chapter 12 where he says we and what we do can be a living sacrifice for Jesus. So how we choose to live is is like worshipping him but it's also not conforming to the pattern of this world. So the pattern of this world might be um, to say, oh, I don't care what the parking inspectors think, I'm just going to leave my car there. Um, or it might be that I have a bad attitude to the authorities and um, Jesus would say, no, don't do that. Have a better attitude to those things. All right. Clyde, I think there was one more big thing in this passage for why we should submit to authority. What's that, Amy? Uh, Well, it says that they're God's servants, which means that God is their big boss. Their, their big boss. Yes. Does, did I hear that twice in the reading? You did. In verse 4, it says that they're God's servants, and in verse 6. So the first one is that they're God's servants for good. For good of for Just good of like Queen Elizabeth II. She was a great leader, a servant leader. Yes, she was. And they give all their time to it in verse 6. She gave a lot of time. A lot, a lot, a lot of time for that. And, you know, there was another good example I thought of, Clyde, um, for, with our government here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that they're working for, for the good of our people for is actually their new child safe standards. Uh, there's new ones, if you didn't know, but these are, um, are there to make sure that institutions like ours and like others in our community are being really safe for young people and safe for all people. And so that, and we haven't really done a good job of that in the past as a church. So the government is doing a good thing to help correct that, right, and give us um, and hold us accountable to doing it better in the future. So it might mean, heads up, there might be some more work for us in the future, but we do it because it's good for us, because we love kids, because we have a God who loves people, and wants his church to be safe, and also because he's set up these authorities, like, you, like we were saying. And the tricky thing, I think, is having a good attitude as we implement things, and as we listen to them. That can be a bit trickier. Mm. Well, it's even trickier, I think, if some of those servants in it, who are our leaders don't follow God. That's true. But didn't we know from the Bible that when this was written, the guy in charge was not very nice at all, a guy called Nero? Yeah. Do you know? He was, he was worse than Darth Vader. 
worse than Darth Vader. Can you imagine? Oh, um, and, and Paul is saying to even submit to him. It's amazing, yes. Oh. And there are other parts of the Bible as well that encourage us that as followers of Jesus, we keep serving and living for the good of our city and our country, even if it's hard at times. Yeah, they do, they do. Daniel is one of those stories, and he, um, that's a good story to go home and read with your kids later, but um, Daniel is a great example of living in their homeland um, as someone who follows God. And um, they have a little Christian community there. He's got a bunch of friends. They end up going in a furnace because they choose to live as, with God as king instead of uh, the other king as king. Um, so they, they do draw a line somewhere in the sand, but they're still working for the good of their community um, as they live for Jesus. Go home and have a read of that, those stories later on. Um, what I want to say to that, quite is that living as a Christian community is a really powerful witness to people around us, right? So, in Australia, uh, we really like the underdog. We don't like people in in authority positions. That's something that's really um, cultural about Australians. Uh, And so, if we, as a church, if we live in a countercultural way and actually speak really respectfully of those in authority, um, if we pray for them, uh, it's actually a really good and easy way to show others that we live for Jesus, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, I reckon. Um, And you know, Clyde, we can also still disagree with and respect people in authority, can't we? There's many constructive ways to do that. We're going to chat with some people in a moment um, to think about this some more. Um, But we can pray for our government and our leaders. We can vote really responsibly. We can engage in public debate with respect. We can send letters to our MPs. Um, We can, if you're in school, we can talk to our teachers about things that might need changing or or our school captains. Um, Those people are there to help us have a voice in the structures that we're in. All right, we're going to keep on thinking about this a bit more, Clyde. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank you for coming and, and helping us have a, have a think about this passage. My pleasure. It's been great having you. Give them a round of applause, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Clyde.